0: You
1: bye. What's up, people? It's your boy, d raw Coming to you with another episode of the Houston Sports Connoisseurs Podcast. Hey, don't forget to seek, listen, and learn to be a sports connoisseur. Just like me, your boy, d raw the connoisseur. Hey, today I got uh, my boy Trey on here again today. You know, my co-host. Tell him what's up, Trey. How y'all doing, man? So, uh, you know, me and Trey, we're going to go over the nba again as usual the rockets we got to talk about them the texans and then there's other uh interesting topics as far as the nfl and then we got some college football bowl pick them uh this week we actually got to pick all the the big bowls you know because we're leading up to the the new year so it, we right there everything cooking and then we can just talk about a little college basketball because uh since college football is really to be out the door, we're gonna start transitioning into college basketball, and all of that is gonna start picking up as well. Let's talk about the Rockets. We had made our little predictions, we said the Rockets would go two and one on the road against the Bucks, Cavs, and uh Memphis Grizzlies, and yet they went one and two. How you feel about that, bro? Ooh.
0: I feel the way I feel about it. Um, I gave him a chance against Cleveland. They 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 competed or went over time. I was very surprised on how everybody played, everybody played, everybody had mostly double ditches that game. Um but I felt that they should have beat Cleveland, but didn't happen. Milwaukee, I knew it was gonna happen. We already all knew that's gonna happen. But the Rockets they keep pushing, they thirteen and ten right now, still bad at away right now, two and nine. They gotta figure some things out, still a long season. Thirteen twelve. Thirteen twelve, I'm sorry.
1: So uh, they did. They did beat Memphis, and even the Memphis game. Uh, it it was pretty close. It it was a game that the Rockets really had a, a big margin in um, over over the Memphis Grizzlies, and yet they still kind of let the Grizzlies uh, get back into the game. But they they still figured out a way to close out the game. So at that point, I was you know happy because we one and zero. You know right there, we we get another road win, win. That was what the second win on the road for us throughout the whole season. But then. We had to take on the Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, that that was a 128 to 119 loss. But even though, you know, the Rockets lost this game, and me and you had picked the Rockets to lose this game, there was really a lot of times in this game that the Rockets really had a shot, and they they had been down, bro, like literally in this game, the whole game by like five, seven points. You know what I'm saying? They was right there just knocking on the door. But to be honest, like from my perspective, what I was looking at, I know – uh, Dame Lillard had 39 points. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's a lot of points. But Van Vliet, every night he always plays amazing. You know, even even then, you know, he still put up 22 points. He had six assists. Uh, he had a couple blocks of steel. You know, I feel like Van Vliet did a pretty good job. Even the bench in this game did a pretty good job, surprisingly. But the one X factor that really killed us, in my perspective, bro, was Chris Middleton. I mean... Yeah, he was one for five from three, but when we talk about mid-range game and killing us, that's what Mid- Middleton was doing. And that, I think that's why the Rockets lost to the Bucks overall.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it really killed us that game is the amount of free throws we gave them. Damon Little went for 12-13 for free throw. And Kumpo went five from 11. And, and looking at them score 119 and 128, them free throws made, played a big factor, I think, more than Chris Middleton. He probably... Was coming in clutching in the final moments, but them free throws you can't get it. You can't let can't let them get that to the line that much. I think we need to tighten up on the defense. That's what the Rockets need. We competing against some of the good te- the best teams in the NBA, but I can tell we're lacking on the defense. We need somebody to step up on the defense. But I've been surprised by how well the backups been playing because they've come in. They've been hoping. I've seen it in the past three three games, and I like what I've been seeing. But the defense got tighten up. Defense has to tighten up. I know we spoke about Jabari Smith picking up on the rebound game late. I know the past three games season had, it averaged eight rebounds the past three games.
1: And I like, I like, I like what I've been saying, but defense got tightened up. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Rockets' defense is actually – they have, like, one of the highest percentages so far this season. I think they was, like, number two in the NBA in defensive percentage or something like that. Uh, but when you look at them playing the Bucks. Versus the Cavs, where they allowed 135, that was overtime, you know, versus the Bucks, 128 in regular regulation. Uh, and then we, we went on to play the Hawks as well, where we allowed another 134 points. So two, two nights, you know, three nights, whatever you want to say, we, we almost pretty much allowed 130 points on average. And like you said, defense is really the, the big thing that's uh, going on with the Rockets right now, especially when they're on the road. But even when they was at home, they still allowed 134. And this uh, Emmy Udoka team is supposed to be like a a defense supreme, I will say, you know, as far as NBA teams go. But uh, these last three or four games, they have not been that. And hopefully um, they they start ticking in the right direction when, when they play their next upcoming opponents. Because when you allow teams, you know, uh, superstars like Donovan Mitchell To go out and get 37 points And you let some No name dude named Struss get 17 points You know you you got a problem bro You you got people just Anybody just out here getting double digit points Against the Rockets right now And in the Rockets to me I feel like you know some of the players Step up and some of them don't And, and the players that we need to be more Consistent is the same players we always Say every week it's Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green. You know, in, the, in that uh, Cavs game where Smith had five points, Green had 12.
0: You know, I know we speak on that a lot. And I actually been surprised the past three games by Jalen Green. He didn't play well against Cleveland. But in the other two two games, he actually played pretty well. Pretty well. Not saying he didn't improve as much as I wanted him to. But that two for 12, jacking up shots, you you gotta do better with that. You just just cause you gave 12 two point twelve points. You took two for twelve to get to twelve points. That is terrible. That is terrible numbers. But no, Jabari Smith, I've been seeing, I've been in some more surprised with him. He didn't have a good great, great game against Cleveland. That's that's cool. Everybody gonna have their slump game. That's gonna happen. But everybody else picked up where they need to pick up when somebody's not playing well. I remember watching I remember seeing that game in Cleveland where Jabari Smith was doing so bad, they had to take him out. They mm. took him out, and he and Easton came in, doing his thing, and he he keeping him in the game. Yeah. But uh, overall, I've been seeing, I've been liking what I still been seeing from them, overall. But I still want to see better improvement on the defense. Where and how that's gonna happen, I don't know. I also feel that you know the head coach been doing a great job because I didn't think that I thought we just a terrible team in general. But <laughs> him coaching, he he does something to turn it around. And I like that. I'm not going to talk about his off, no off things off the court as a coach, but his things that so he's doing as a coach right now for them.
1: I like it. Yeah. Uh, the Rockets are definitely headed in the right direction as far as a coaching standpoint. Um, another thing I would say is that I think Tari Eason, bro, he, he's really, you know, hats off to Tari Eason. He's really been playing amazing with some of the, the minutes he's had and uh, the shot attempts he's had as well. Um, Sometimes, I, I actually think that maybe the Rockets should swap um, Eason for Green. Put Green on the bench. Let Green come off the bench, and maybe that would probably spark Green a little bit more because now Green can uh, have more control and he can be as as aggressive as he wants uh, coming off the bench versus letting Van Vleet, you know, pretty much control his game and um, have you know control of his shot selection. But at the same time. The player that we drafted Green to be is not the player that Green is right now. You know what I'm saying? Green, Green right now is playing to me like a bench player. Uh, I I would say that the the loss to the Hawks is is not Green' fault. To be honest, like Jalen Green went with seven for nineteen uh, from the field. He had sixteen points. He 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 played pretty decent, you know. But when you look at this game, Jabari Smith had thirty four. That was, I think, a career high or almost close to it. Uh, Dylan Brooks, 19. Sangoon, 14. That's the problem right there. Uh, Van Vliet, 32. And we said Green, 16. But then you look at the bench. The bench only combined for 12 points. So everybody want to sit up there and blame Jalen Green all the time. But look at the bench, bro. And I know Tari Eason didn't play. But you got to tell me, bro. Somebody on this bench has to be able to, you know, Put put a, a, a double digit, you know, point point advantage up for the Rockets on a you know daily basis, bro. When they playing, and I looking at this bench right now from Jeff Green, uh, Amin Thompson, which is what number two, number three rookie in uh, in the draft, and all he comes up with is two points. I know he played eight minutes, but um, and, and he, he he's probably trying to get in shape again because he's been out for a while, but. My my biggest question is like, bro, where where is Whitmore? You know what I'm saying? Why not put Whitmore out there? Because every time I see Whitmore, he come in and make a a, a impact. You know what I'm saying? And Thompson, I'll be honest, bro, I haven't not been impressed with him so far. I think we got the wrong twin. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, you know, I was thinking about something last night watching the OKC game. And I was thinking about Shai Giddey You know, when Shai came in. He didn't progress as fast as, we, as, we, as the Oklahoma thought he would yet. Mm-hmm. After Westbrook and them left, he was the main man, but he wasn't putting up the points he's putting up right now. Mm-hmm. It took him about a good, what, six, seven years, for, really, before he really became the player that he is today. It happens, and maybe it might happen for Jalen Green, but right now, maybe he need that reality check and become a six-man and, and lead the bench players and help them you know, get started because right now, that's probably what we need, a good six-man. Who gonna come in and help the bench players come? You know, do their thing while the starters get their rest and keep up, keep the points going on. Maybe he need that spark. Maybe he's not used to having somebody leading, you know, leading the floor like fan Fleet all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe need that reality check. And like I said, we do have a a lot of young players. They still got a lot to improve on. So,
1: yeah. Well, I I would say right now, Jalen Green in year three, um, he on his last strike with me because he didn't play with KPJ, which you know. KPJ granted, was kind of like a ball hog. He he did try to dominate the ball, and now he got Van Vleet, which is like a assist assist king, but also he can score when he need to. Um,
0: yeah, I think he's really almost leading league with the assist. Is either him or Tyrese Habits from other places are doing anything with the assist? Yeah.
1: So now Green he did had two different kind of you know ball handlers at this point with him, and I feel like right now everything that green is going through it's all on him you know what i'm saying he's not aggressive enough he's taking bad shots uh and he's not uh putting himself in the game to make an impact in any other kind of way where people don't really be calling his name uh and and blaming him because he he doesn't really make an impact on defense it doesn't make an impact uh from the rebound point of view so it's like green what are you really doing at this point you know we, we got you what number two in the. In the uh, draft and right now everything that we've seen so far is not showing that he's number two pick worthy right now he's looking like a, a, a six man hopefully uh, other than that he, he's looking like a role
0: player <laughs> I don't think it's a complete bust just yet uh, like I said my point on shot gives out you know he didn't it took him maybe a good five six years where he started becoming the guard he is right now right now he's unstoppable as one of the top guards for real because the way he, he comes in and, and drip take on that paint and put up some shots, I don't think nobody can really can stop that man. To be honest, he's one of the best guards, and I feel like Green gotta find his own game. How somehow some way he gotta figure it out. But I'm not gonna give up too much hopes on him. But I do feel that he need to step into a six man role for a little bit. Even some of the greatest players I ever did it. Uh, the guy who used to play for uh the Clippers. Uh, I forgot his name. Lou, Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Lou, Lou Williams, Williams and, was a great six man.
1: Uh, and then it was, a, it was another guy too. Um, I can't remember. Can't remember
0: his name either. I know yeah. it. Was,
1: yeah, but. But yeah. Six man, you can become a good, still be a great player as a six man. Yeah, the potential is there, bro. And, and hopefully we, we, we really get it out of him sooner than later. Because, uh you know, his contract is, is going to be coming up soon before we know it. And we got to make a decision. Do we want to bring him in and uh, give him that max deal or, or let him go and and. Fly and find somewhere else uh, that he may be
0: able to spread his wings. My question is for you: Rather, would you rather give him up or give him another chance? If he wouldn't mind, don't take take less money to the max contract. If you get max contract, if, if, I agree. If it's got to be a max, if
1: it's got to be a max deal out of that rookie contract, I'm letting Jalen Green walk, bro. And he he can find the nearest bus that'll take him to wherever he's trying to get to. But uh, besides that, you know, if we can get get him for something cheaper and he come off the bench or if he prove himself, you know, throughout the season, still a young season, if he prove himself, then hell yeah, you know what I'm saying? But I want to see the change, bro. I want to see him be a dominant dog out there. I don't see it in him right now. You know what I'm saying? I agree. So, yeah. uh, But looking at the Rockets' uh, upcoming schedule, we're going to make a couple picks. Um, Ooh, that's a tough we, can, schedule. we can pick all the way from December 22nd as of today um, through January 1st as of the new year because, you know, by that time we'll be back. So looking at, you know, some of the games, Houston and Dallas, Donchick out. Who you got?
0: I'm going to take that. I'm going to take Houston. Dunchik, Dallas ain't nothing without Donchick. I don't know where Kyrie been at. And obviously, Dane been doing too well. They've been very surviving just as well, but I'm going Houston. Go okay, okay.
1: For that All right. Um, I'm going to ride with Houston. Houston coming off a three-game losing streak, and they're at home. Uh, I, I really like Houston at home, especially this season, and they really need this win, Houston. Um, Houston, New Orleans. I'm going to go to New Orleans on that one. Like
0: when, when we at New Orleans, we ain't been good at away games. And also, they got Zion. You got uh, oh, I can't get his name. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram been doing been doing good since he went to New Orleans. And he come. And you got a no column too.
1: They got a they got a they, squad in New Orleans, bro. They yeah, got a squad. I'll they take, some sleepers. I'm gonna take New Orleans. I'm gonna take Houston uh, because Houston played New Orleans earlier in the season and uh, they won, but what's the face wasn't playing. Uh, um, Zion. Zion, fat boy. Yeah, he he wasn't playing. That's a big difference. But I, I like Houston in this one. I, I wanna see Sengong step up. Uh and that that's another thing we gotta talk about later. But Sengong gotta step up too, man. I don't like it without the person going for real. I'm
0: not going to lie. I like, I like what i saying.
1: Sometimes, but I feel like they got to motivate him to get him going sometimes. I think like, he needs to be more if, aggressive, though. He yeah. Not aggressive, but also, but. I think he need to be better on the defensive end because that's what's getting him off the floor. He's not, you know, he's not really making uh, anything consistently happen as far as defense. And that's what that's what plays him off the floor. His hustle. I need to see him. Need that's more what I'm saying. His hustle needs to improve. Um, so... I'm going to take Houston over New Orleans. And then on the 26th of December, the day after Christmas, we got Houston and Indiana versus, uh, you know, your boy Tyrese Halliburton.
0: I'm taking Houston on that one. I'm not going to lie. I, Indiana, they cool. But they don't got the team to, to stay strong. They,
1: they decent, but they ain't got the right players to stay strong to make
0: it deep in the playoffs.
1: And, and you know, another good thing about this point of the season, on December 26th, people, the Rockets will go on a seven-game home stretch, and they've been playing well at home. So it's possible that the Rockets could, you know, kind of turn all of this around as far as like where where they at in this season. Right now we went like um, thirteen and twelve. So hopefully we we beat Dallas. We we'll get to fourteen and twelve. New Orleans uh, that's that's fifteen and twelve, and the Indiana. You know, we we could possibly be on a, a good win you know win streak right here, but uh, I don't know, man. You know, Phoenix and, and Houston, I'ma ride with uh Phoenix on that one. Oh, I already going with Phoenix. You can't
0: stop. We ain't got nobody gonna stop from Booker. Then you got KD, the, the spider. You know, in <laughs> ain't no ain't no ain't no telling with him that Sagoon ain't gonna hold that man. KD, he gonna fade his ass all day. I'm going with Phoenix on
1: it. All right. But you, you know what? I like I like uh, Jabari on KD though. They I don't like similar it. length, similar builds. Not really similar. You know, length. both got the the same kind of agility. You know, they both agile. They can get lateral and and stuff. I, I like it, bro. KD more play he, he, he KD is a better playmaker. I mean, I, I'm not saying he gonna match his play offense. Defense,
0: but it's not happening. Phoenix all the way. I see Phoenix probably beating us by
1: 15. I don't know about 15. I, I give it like maybe five. Five points, but well, we are gonna see, bro. I'm gonna ride with Phoenix though. I Number think 15. Phoenix, <laughs> all right, all right. Then we got Houston and, and Philly. How you liking that one? I'm I'm gonna ride with Philly on this one.
0: Uh, I'm going Philly. Tyrese Max has been balling. He been balling. I just got to be arguing with somebody about that the other day. How he's been
1: that man, and they like,
0: oh, he James Harden. been no. I agree. And uh, like that, he's like that.
1: I agree. Maxi Maxi was uh, sitting in, in in James Harden's shadow, and finally, that Harden is gone, he really gets to open up and you know spread his wings. And I
0: like his game. I like his game. I think he's one of the best young, one of the best, one of the best young guards. Not saying he is, but I like his. I think he's one of the top ten best young guards right now, and probably within the in the past three years or so, out of the last drafts, that he's been one of the top guards to me. I like okay. his game, and he, he can shoot very well. Can, can assist, and he can get his own, make his own shot. He don't need nobody to get him open. He, he's like that.
1: Yeah, all
0: right, all right. <laughs> I wish Jalen Green was like that, but he ain't. <laughs> Sound like this this
1: guy this guy that took you to dinner or something. He over there, you know, sweet like, talking like and stuff. He like that. He like that. I'm gonna give credit where it does. All right, so here's uh, my birthday. My aw, birthday day. Oh <laughs> yeah, see they got something else going on, people. Uh, Houston and Detroit, man. Uh, Houston should definitely win this game. We're we talking about a Detroit team that ain't won the game in who knows how long.
0: Sorry. Sorry, Cade Cunningham. It's not that good. He's their best player other than Bogdanovich, but they I mean, have they no. They got money. Ivy. Ivy, baby. Been... Ivy, Ivy, trash. You look on the sports bet now, they had this man at eight points. I betted on him to get eight points. Man had two points the whole game. They set his ass down.
1: <laughs> trash. <laughs> All right, bro. I'm riding with Houston against Detroit, uh, and then the last one I want to talk about is is Houston versus Brooklyn. How you feel? I'm gonna be honest, bro.
0: Brooklyn. They
1: they iffy team. They iffy team, and I feel like I'm
0: I'm going with the Rockets on it. But you know, if if, if Cam Johnson going hard, and you if uh what's his name that came from Suns uh Mikael Bridges, Mikael Bridges have a good night. K. Jum- K, K. Johnson. I'm sorry if I'm getting his name messed up. If they go on if they have a good night, they can possibly beat us. It can be either go either way, but I'm going to Houston for that one though.
1: Yeah, I'm riding with Houston. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't worried about it. neither one of them dudes you just hey, said. I know I know they Cam, some ballers. Cam, but Cam Johnson. If, I don't think they're gonna outball with Houston. After Harden if, had
0: left after Hard and left Brooklyn, Cam Johnson started going hard. Man was going for 30, 40 point games.
1: I know I I seen him.
0: But I I'm still taking Houston. I, I feel him. like we still have we still have the better playmakers and you know the better offense. I'm going I,
1: on Houston on that. I will say this, bro. Like I think by that time, we we talking, we talking like six, seven games down a run. Uh, I feel like Amin Thompson, he he'll be you know feeling a whole lot better. He'll be in, in much better basketball shape. I think he'll find himself by that time. He'll be better coming off the bench and a little bit more productive. Hopefully, Jalen Green uh, throughout this stretch find himself uh, getting back in the rhythm and being more consistent. You know, those two things for sure. But I I think the Rockets, bro, they finna finna make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Going into this new year, I expect the Rockets to be looking a whole lot better. I know we only talking like, you know, a week, two weeks at the most, but I I think the Rockets don't look better by that time. And I, I'm gonna take them over Brooklyn for sure, especially at home. <laughs> so uh, that's that's enough on the Rockets talk though. You know what I'm saying? We we had a good conversation on that for sure. Uh, Jalen Green got to improve. Uh, I want to see more from uh, Amir Thompson in the next upcoming games. Hopefully, we get some more minutes, and hopefully the Rockets get some more wins, bro. And we can keep talking about this playoff talk because right now, I'll be honest, I'm not too sure if they're going to make it or if they're going to make it to the play
0: end. Hey, even if we do make it in playoffs, we're not going to go nowhere. But the fact that we do go is a big improvement, way big improvement.
1: Yeah. It's review time of the NFL schedule. Uh, we had made picks last week and now I just want to kind of run through uh, some of the games that was important to us, the Houston Texans fans. And um also just look at some of these other games that was actually pretty interesting because I never thought in a day in this age that the Raiders would have beat up on the Chargers sixty three to twenty one.
0: No, I didn't see that coming. I know I chose the Chargers that game and that night I saw this saw that I'm like, Ain't no way. Ain't no way.
1: Yeah, coach got fired right after that one. I oh. would have fired his and ass. I, too.
0: And I, and, I, and I called it, I said somebody
1: getting fired <laughs> And they fired his ass. Oh, and then, look, we we talked about Battle of the Backups in the uh, Bengals and Vikings game, and Jake Browning, he shined again, and he got the victory 27-24 over the Vikings.
0: Uh, I think I went for the Vikings that game. I, I was surprised that the Browns did what they did.
1: Yeah, and then the Steelers, bro, they just let us down. You know, Gardner Minshew went out there, and he just... Uh, Served a fade to the uh, Steelers. I chose and that and beat game 30 Thirty thirteen.
0: I chose that game where I knew the coach was gonna win. I think Gardner Minshew was one of the best backup quarterbacks that's playing right now, and I feel like, to be honest, that he should still be the starter.
1: Yeah, I don't think what's name should be the starter for them. it's gonna be interesting come next off because you know they are gonna have to have that
0: duel again and, and figure it out. Man, we know who really won that job. For real.
1: <laughs> and uh, and then you know we have the Lions and Broncos. Jared Goff, five touchdowns, bro, uh, against the, the Broncos. 42-17 victory for the Broncos. I oh, went for the Broncos. I mean not for the uh for the Lions. I went for the
0: Broncos. I went for the underdogs. I thought they would probably pull it off, but they didn't.
1: Bears and, and Browns. That was an interesting game. That was a game that the Bears really had a chance in. A game that they was actually leading in, and then they let Joe Flacco get hot and uh Put them, you know, put the put the Browns ahead of the Bears in, in the end, you know, 374 yards from old Flacco, two TDs, three interceptions, and, and
0: that's crazy. And I went for the, I believe I went for the Bears. I went underdog that whole week, and they could have came out they want, they win, they let. But you see what I mean? They, you see what the, what the Browns did? They pushed the ball upfield. They didn't, they stopped the running start, just throwing, start passing. That's how they won. But they they got they pulled it up out.
1: Yeah. Got the dug, uh, and then we, we got them on hand uh, this, this week. It's going to be a problem. Uh, Buccaneers-Packers, 34-20, win for the Buccaneers. They win the Battle of the Bays. Uh, Mayfield, 381 yards, four TDs. He's, he's really stepping up his game this season in Tampa Bay. That's yes, why I chose Buccaneers because I've seen his
0: play, and I've seen how he's been playing for them, and I got that one correct.
1: Yeah, And then uh, we have the, the Jets and Dolphins. Bro, it, it's really like it really hurts my 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 heart, bro. That the Dolphins went out there and beat the Jets thirty to zero. But yet last week we got beat by the Jets with thirty one to six. Don't get me started on that. So I'm like, man, like what 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 the fuck?
0: Don't get me. Started. I want. And home. I know
1: Wilson didn't play. Well, he did, but he got knocked out. He had a head injury.
0: Regardless, he didn't play tonight. The way how you said the Dolphins went in and let beat them thirty to zero. That's what kills me about the Texans, like we have a great team and we lost to a team like the Jets and I think about the Panthers, how they got the only fucking win this whole season against us. And it just like tells you like what's going on like come
1: on, like come well, on, man. Well, well it's funny you say that because uh the Panthers actually got a win this this uh previous week. Oh. They they beat the Falcons nine to seven. So now the, the Panthers hand. got two wins on the season. Bryce Young had 167 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions.
0: Hey, you seen that video
1: when they tell him you the softest quarterback in the league? <laughs> Crazy <laughs> man. Uh, Saints and Giants, twenty four six victory for the Saints. The Saints was uh, right in the running for everything, trying to you know take control of the division. They still in the fight though with the Buccaneers. And then um, we had the Rams and Commanders, 28 to 20 victory for the Rams. Uh, Matt Stafford, 258, two TDs. Uh, he's he's actually been playing pretty consistent, uh, you know, consistent so far this season as a veteran. I'm I'm really surprised with Matt Stafford, um, you know, at this point in his career. Um, and then the the people, you know, that, that everybody has chose to win the Super Bowl, the 49ers, 45 29. Victory against the the sorry ass Cardinals. Uh, Brock Purdy, two forty two, four TDs.
0: You know, uh, I I know I'm not the only one who said who thought who thought about this, but is it Brock Purdy looking like the the next Tom Brady? I said
1: that, bro. Because the man that. came
0: sixth round pick, and he ain't, ain't no quarterback came out like that that low and playing that well since
1: Tom Brady. And he he looking like it. He looking every bit of it. You know what I'm i I ain't saying he is gonna be yeah, a Tom Brady I mean, man yeah, I'm not seven
0: Bowl, but. but just the fact that with a man playing as an underdog and came under low in the draft like that and took over
1: spots. And, he, and you know the funny thing about Brock Purdy is that he, he's been doing this this is what, his is second season doing it now. Yeah. Uh and and honestly the the league has still yet to give him recognition for what he's been doing.
0: I gave him his recognition I saw him how he did last year. I didn't think he probably would do the same thing the following year, but the way he did this year and upset it That's enough of me. That's enough of me. You got my props already.
1: Yep. Sorry. Uh and then bro, Dallas and the Bills played against each other. Bills was at home. We we already know Dallas is pretty good at home, but when they get on the road, man, they just got a problem. And uh it once again, you know, the one thing I realized about Dallas, Dallas is a, is a good football team. I know I know you hate to say that they're a good football team, but one thing they can't do is that they can't stop the run. And every team that has beat Dallas this year so far, they have they have had a good run game. And the Eagles beat them. They beat them with the run. The Bills beat them with the run. Um, and somebody else who had beat them, they beat them with the run. You know. And when you look at what Cook did for the Bills, 25 carries, 179 yards, one TD. You see the recipe. Dallas, fix your problem, people. Fix your problem. Uh, what, what do y'all call it? America's team? Because I ain't got no defense when that it comes shit, to the shit run. That
0: shit's so played out there, America's team. That's 20 some years ago. And they, man, fuck them. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, and then Dak Prescott, he, he played poorly as well. 134 yards, one interception. Uh, th- those things got to be cleaned up if Dallas really want to go far in the playoffs uh, because we, we already know they're going to, they already clinched the playoffs but the question is can they get out the first round for the first time and who knows how long you know? Uh, Ravens-Jags 24-7, uh, I mean 23-7 uh, victory for the Ravens over the Jags I thought the Jags would show up and, and play better but I'm happy that they lost because uh, now the Texans are tied for the number one seed in the AFC South. Well, I was happy
0: that the Ravens won anyway, and I the Jag- we needed the Jaguars to lose, but I didn't know I knew they wasn't gonna beat the Ravens.
1: Yeah. Um Eagles and Seahawks was a pretty good game on, on Monday night. Twenty to seventeen victory for the Seahawks. Uh Drew Locke went out there and actually threw a clutch touchdown to get the win with two hundred eight yards passing. Congrats to the Seahawks to keep on fighting for the NFC West. Um, all right, so let's turn the page. Let's talk about the Houston Texans versus um, the Tennessee Titans this this uh, past week, and then let's get into this upcoming game against the Browns. You know, uh, no wait on this topic right here. So, you know, the interesting thing is. You, you were so happy, you know. You was thinking about Davis Mills being the starting quarterback, and I told you Case Keenum was gonna be the better starter out of the two.
0: And it, it really didn't matter which one started because David, Davis Mills. No, I'm sorry, not Davis Mills. Case Keenum didn't put up no spectacular numbers.
1: He didn't. He didn't. He, he went twenty-three for what thirty-six. What what
0: Davis Mills could have done. Only thing is, they reason why they probably made it start the Keenum probably because he probably know the system probably more. Uh, I think, and he uh, just just more experience, but overall. It didn't really to me matter who, who was gonna start. I feel like, you know, uh, your biggest thing you always say the run game. This was a big factor, was it? But what I say too, I say what they need to start doing, passing that ball. When well,
1: they they, did they was, passing the ball, nah. The difference the, the difference in this game, bro. Beginning that game, the difference in this They were doing is, that bro.
0: bullshit short pass, trying to run. I get I said what that. they say. Push the ball downfield, in order for us to win. We started doing it a bit. Secondary opened up our pass game a little bit with it, and Singletary had what he caught a big pass that kept us win the game. That's why I said push the ball downfield. We have one of the best passing offense in the league. We like top five, in the and with the with, with, when it comes to throwing the ball downfield, that's down true. That's true. Put the ball downfield when we do, we but win look,
1: the game. But but you know that that's when you got C J. Stroud, but we had Case Keenum, so you know. The past, the past selection was gonna be a little different. It
0: didn't matter. which uh, quarterback.
1: Also, we we had a a quarterback that didn't play nothing but like twenty something snaps last season, and yeah, he a veteran. Yeah, he been around for a long time, but he's rusty, bro. It didn't, so it didn't. The rust showed. The rust showed in the first half. Second I, half, Keenum looked better, and I think understandable. And show. And, but, and I and I, and I uh, yeah it's true he they did start off with them little short passes but that wasn't kingdom fault you know what I'm saying he took, it is,
0: of course not his fault it's, it's coach's took... fault but what I've been saying the whole time we've been talking about the Texans put the put the ball push the ball downfield let them let them throw then what I say last time last podcast I said what I said in order for us to win we got to throw the ball this is a must win game we got to is win and go home we got to push the ball downfield that's what they started doing.
1: Yeah, they did, but you know what set that up? The run, bro. It the did. run set that up. It did. I'm and not as gonna I lie said, about that, as I but at the
0: same time. 26,
1: 26 carries, 121 yards, 4.7 average. You know what I'm saying? Singletary set that up. Oh, but you know. You Noah know, Brown had 82 yards. He, he did, but 16, that was all. That was Shor- all. Short you know, passes to Look, let me tell you what was the difference in this game. <laughs> The receivers was actually catching the ball, bro. <laughs> well, it wasn't a random game, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That ain't really no excuse because I seen uh somebody, I think it was college. Yeah, somebody in college, he went out and caught an amazing one-hand catch. You know what I'm saying? Right, but Pell. we all
0: know so, that when, it ran, when it comes to rain, it's harder to catch the balls. It's going to have fun. That's excuses, bro. That's some excuses. But
1: overall, let's talk about the defense. Defense showed up on De- the day. Oh, no. The defense played amazing we talking about Derrick Henry, bro, 16 carries, 9 yards total. You know, this dude wasn't even averaging a yard per carry. They locked that man down. That, that, that is historical for what the Texans did against, you know, Derrick Henry. we we talking about a very, very good pro bowler, you know, as a running back. Um, We're we talking about a dude that was averaging 200-some yards on the Texans in the last five games. And this is the least, bro. I'm looking right now. They like, say that's the least amount of scrimmage yards by a player with 20 plus touches in NFL history.
0: You know who they know, and I feel like that's that's the culture thing. What players don't do a lot is game tackle, meaning one person tackle instead of just watching that person trying to tackle. Well, I used to always see the text do that a lot. one person tackle and they just watch them. All just go in there and just tackle. Yeah. That's what the Texans did to Derrick, Derrick Henry. They oh, that was all straight. over him. They Even, made sure he didn't get no extra yards. Look, they all gained up on him.
1: So people probably asking like, you said 20-plus touches. Yeah, he had 16 carries and he had four receptions. His four receptions combined to one yard, bro. One yard. They shut down Derrick Henry. They took him out the game. He was not a factor at all. And that right there is the real reason the Texans won the game. But not only that, you look at DeAndre Hopkins, we talking about D hop. Nine targets, only two receptions.
0: And you know who you know who the reason why he only like that?
1: It was actually a combination. Stingley. But Stingley, Stingley Stingley showed up.
0: Stingley showed up. Stingley, that man has improved, improved since he came back from his injury. This is his second year. And right now they say that he's one of the best cornerbacks in the past, what, five, six games? Yeah, I'm Yeah, he is. I I, I do not like what he done. not I I gave him his, his flowers. Look, even he even got so good. Even Magic Bros is rating us anything. Yeah, I'm pro <laughs> oh, Wow. Yeah, finally. Yeah, yeah finally.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Uh I, I know, you know, Stingley, Stingley played hats off, but also Steven Nelson played good too. You know. Yeah,
0: he came over the key in the session. could have had two in that game, but because, he Yeah.
1: He Stingley could have had two, you You're right? And he he dropped those two, but but even then he still you know stopped stop them from making uh you know big possessions big conversions and things like that when it really mattered and then like Nelson he had that one interception on uh, under DeAndre Hopkins too so you know the the corner the corners or, or the DBs all together has really like played lights out for this Texans team but not only that let's also mention uh, mm-hmm.
0: that's what I was thinking about too
1: let's mention what Jonathan Grenard has been doing bro mm-hmm. Like that's what I was thinking about we, we talking about a, a, a DN that hasn't had double digit you know sacks I and mean, I'm talking about 10 or more sacks for a Texan team since JJ Watt this dude had two and a half sacks against the, the Tennessee Titans you know this dude playing amazing and we not even talking about uh, Anderson being on the field he doing it by himself so Imagine you know, when Anderson get back.
0: You know, I, I'm, I'm happy with what Granada's doing, but I'm not going to give him as far I was just that that quick. It's, just, it's only this one year. We haven't seen a player do it, like you said, since J.J.
1: Watt. He got to to me another year to see if he can do it. Well, you know another reason why he, he, he going that hard this year? is his contract year. I'm glad he's doing what he's doing, though, but, but gotta prove
0: it again. But,
1: you know, Gennard, he he had shown flashes before because uh, his rookie year, he actually had a good season, and then he just had the injury. I think last year he was injured or whatever. So, like, you know, the thing about Gennard is just really about health. If Gennard is healthy, we see what we can get out of him. You know, he's always been consistent when he's healthy. And hopefully, you know, if we do sign him, we, we sign him to a reasonable deal. But not, nothing that's like, you know, out of the league type, you know, type numbers.
0: So, my question is for you. Well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second.
1: All right. So, you know, looking at the defensive side of the ball, defense played good. DBs played good. All that culminated to a 19-16 win. You know, it, it, was, it was a very scary game. Case came threw some some scary passes in that game. Oh, yeah, definitely Shaw's pass. They were
0: like, don't do it. Yeah. But, you know,
1: with all that being said, you know, we we did a good job on uh, Will Levis. We sacked him seven times. That means Will Levis was either holding the ball too long or uh, the Texans' defensive line line, is really just that good. The line got to him. The line got to him. And I want to turn the page because... This defensive line is really going to have to go against another team with a, a pretty good defensive line. And I think the trenches is really what's going to matter against this Houston – I mean, in this Houston and Cleveland game because uh, we already know who on, on Cleveland D-line, Miles Garrett, you know what I'm saying? And we, we got John Gennard, uh, and we, we got, uh, you know, some people in the interior in, in the defensive tackle nose guard position. But, man, I think – the winner of this game is really going to be, depending on somewhat quarterback play, you know, Joe Flacco versus Case Keenum, but also it's going to really come down to what what happens in the trenches. Can the Texans shut down the, the Browns' run game? We're we talking about Ford, who uh, got 718 yards so far this season, which is pretty decent, you know, in comparison to Singletary with 711 yards. Like, they both got three TDs. Like, I think it's pretty good for a
0: person who's not to start running back.
1: Exactly. So we, we we got we got two backs that's that's really gonna be accurate this weekend. We got two D lines that's really gonna be accurate, and I think that's really gonna be the focal point of both teams. Who D line can really push the other other offensive line back the furthest, and who can really make the plays? Because to me, I think for the Texans to win this game, they really gotta force Joe Flacco to beat them.
0: Of course, uh, and that's gonna go for the same thing for the Browns going against us. They knew uh, Dave Singletary had a good, a good big game. they going to what they think is they're going to try to make Case King make a play. Make us throw the ball, which I want us to. That's what I want, make us throw, because we have the playmakers to do it. I feel like we have the better still offense overall to me in general than the Browns, other than when they have Nick Chubb. But yeah. when it comes to passing game, I think we have the best passing game. We're number five in passing yardage, and I feel like, we need to throw the ball in order for us to win this game. And if we get that game going and we get, if the receiver's making plays, it's going to open up their run, their run game and we're going to dominate. That's going to be our kid winning. It's yeah. winning to go home. Every game counts. So we got to take a chance. We can't play to conservatives. Can't.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say this, bro. Like, you know, I was thinking um, when the Texans play like the mediocre quarterbacks of the, of the league that they have on their schedule, they take use- for granted. That, yeah, they, they always take them for granted They, they allowed them to kind of cook Because you think about it Like Bryce Young, he cooked uh, Gunnar Minshew, he cooked uh, Hell, Desmond Ritter, he cooked But then like when we play Like an actual, you know Top quarterback, Russell Wilson We, we play good against him You know, uh, who else we play We, we play uh, Trevor Lawrence We play good against him But I don't know, I, I think with me saying that, I feel like they are gonna take Joe Flacco for granted in this game and he's gonna throw for some big yards.
0: This game gonna really be more of a passing game more than a run game. We I know our biggest thing would be to stop the run. That's what we should focus on, stopping their run. They mm-hmm. have a good tight end for them that, that's real big and solid, who can make some plays. And they have Mari Cooper. I'm not saying we should sleep on that passing game, but we need to take their run game out the way Joe Flacco don't get started on the passing game. Yeah. Play action and everything like that. When he take out the run, I think it's going to be more of a passing game than be a run game.
1: Yeah, man. Man, hopefully the Texans can really step it up. I know we're number 16 in the NFL in yards a lot, which is not bad. It's the middle of the pack. But we're talking about a Cleveland team that's number one in yards a lot, which means that they're pretty much number got the number one defense in the NFL. And the Texans got to take on – that defense with their third string quarterback. And uh, the good thing about this, though, is Nico Collins is going to be back. So we get to stretch the field with Nico. We got Schultz. Um, Singletary is, is on the roll. And that leads to say, Singletary on the roll. Um, but where is Damian Pierce? Damian Pierce, bro, had one carry against the Tennessee Titans. Well, um,
0: you know, I didn't see no need for Damian Pierce to be playing that game as good as Damian Singletary was already doing. He was breaking tackles, getting big yards, and still breaking more tackles for more yards. That one play, who was, what, third and 16. He broke 15 yards. He did his thing, so what's was no point of taking Singletary out and, and lowering his carries and having Pierce in it. So I wasn't really tripping about Pierce even being in that game. Like, Singletary's hot. Keep him in the game. Yeah. He's open up the passing game too, keep him in the game. So you know, but so, your your thing on Damien Pierce, uh like what? you said, like you said, it's not his system, and I feel that he still could be a factor for our team. I don't think that we should move on from him. I think we can still use him in different games when we need a, a good power running back to pick up the yards. I just feel like he probably needs to step up his game, learn how to learn how to read the cuts more. But it's only what his what third year now. So, you know... Second year. It's the second, second year. year. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Second year, Demi appears to still... I still believe he's a decent quarterback. I feel like he... I mean, I'm sorry, decent running back. I feel like he can learn how to be, get in the backfield and learn how to, you know, catch the ball, open up his game. Yeah. That's part of the game. But, you know, I don't... I think he still can be a factor for us.
1: Well, I hope he, he is a factor. I think we're really going to need uh his his ability to be aggressive and get through... The line uh, against this this Browns team because one thing about this Browns team, not only are they a good defense but they are aggressive defense. We might need that. Physicality. And uh, yeah, we're gonna definitely need this physicality coming out of the backfield. Um, but we also gonna need Singletary uh, with his uh, you know ability to make make people miss as well. I, so yeah,
0: I feel like Singletary should start this game. I feel like we should use him more in pass the passing game. One thing I'm gonna say on this real quick, I didn't like what I saw from Case Keenum. That he was always looking at one person. I feel like he needed to see the field more and know who who's gonna and read the play was what's who gonna be open. That's what the thing with Tom Brady was. He didn't. He was a system guy. He knew who was gonna be open by knowing what the defense was. That's what made him so good. And that's what made Strauss so good because that's what he learned. He that's what he do. He know who was gonna be open. Case Keenum, he just going along with the play. He's going along and just you Noah know, No, Brian eight targets.
1: I mean that that could be possibly true. Noah Brown probably was the primary receiver and on, on wasn't those plays
0: until second quarter to to half. But that Shultz also because ball.
1: that could be also because Schultz was helping in, in in a blocking scheme as well. But I also like I said, I feel like Keenum was very rusty, bro. Like for a quarterback, imagine imagine somebody asked you to go do something you ain't did in you know over a year. You are gonna be rusty. You gonna be like, man, I ain't did this in a long time. Like yeah, he might go through little reps and stuff. Uh, at practice but he's not even getting the first team reps last time i checked mills was still taking the first time first team reps and you gotta remember keenum is a third string quarterback so a lot of that he had to kind of adjust but i feel like he he knocked off the rust uh pretty good in the second half but the one reason they started keenum over mills i honestly believe is that it's because he makes his decisions faster and he gets the ball out faster and so than, than Mills, Mills probably would have held the ball a little longer. But now look, I don't
0: know. About now that look, I say, say this. I, just holding that ball like bro. It but it wasn't nobody head. open.
1: It wasn't nobody open, bro. Either that, or he just couldn't see. But
0: I, I he is short.
1: I, I I would say that like I think he did miss some some uh some receivers being open in that game for sure. But there was also times where he didn't have a chance to really get the ball out. So I think the I'm going to tell you, the offensive line definitely got to play better in this game against the Cleveland. You know what I'm saying? For us to have a win in it. But the good thing is that we at home, and I, I just feel like the Texans going to take care of home, and they're going to get the win. I know the Texans favored by three points, but I actually see a possibility that the Texans could win this game by 10 points. Just a small possibility. I can see that. Or they could lose this game by 10 points. I can see that, too. Um... Uh, now, it would be crazy. I know it's Thursday. Stroud's still in concussion protocol. But, you know, may God bless us with uh, Stroud come Sunday against Cleveland. But I highly doubt he, he play against Cleveland uh, this, this Sunday, especially if he hasn't even really been out at practice and practicing getting into team activities.
0: You know, if I feel I, I feel like the team is probably more focused on his health more than trying to get him back out there right away, which I'm okay with if we – End up losing this game and don't make the playoffs. i would be okay with it because we thought that we probably would see see Texas winning. We didn't think Stroud would probably be as great as he was. What I think we probably saw him maybe winning maybe seven games. Maybe we yes. achieved that at eight. Yeah. So us not making the playoffs. You know, it, it would be okay because I want Stroud to come back
1: healthy. Yeah, that's true. And you know, the, the one good thing about this though is that if Keenum or Mills, whoever may start or who may who may come in and make a play. If they can get this win against the Browns, bro, and Stroud come back next week, you hand the keys over to Stroud, I think we can win out.
0: We'll play the Colts after that, too. Right? You know what I'm
1: saying? We're we playing the Titans again at home, and then we playing the Colts on the road, and we got C.J. Stroud fully healthy. I think the Texans can win out. You know, and even, in worst-case scenario, even if the Texans lose this game and uh, the, the, the Colts Possibly lose lose to Atlanta because Atlanta is pretty hungry right now. They need this win, you know, against the Colts. And then that Jacksonville game is very, very important. Uh, not only for Jacksonville, but for Tampa. That's a big impact game because Tampa is in the lead for their division in the NFC South. And they need the game to stay in control so the Saints don't have control because the Saints just lost. So the Saints need Tampa to lose. We need Jacksonville to lose and the Colts. So even the Texans lose, bro. Overall, we still got a shot. But yeah, if we but win, if we win against Cleveland, this, we got control. Cause this, I don't, I don't see. Our, that I feel thing. like
0: this is our biggest win out of the next three two games because, like you said, Tampa is hungry against Jacksonville, and I need we need Tampa to beat Jacksonville. Now I believe they possibly can the way they lost what Jacksonville lost their last what two games. Mm-hmm. So. This is really a must-win game for us because we can beat them. We win this now. The Colts, ah, man, they, I feel like they really our biggest challenge in the Jacksonville and getting to the playoffs because they hot. They hot.
1: Yeah. And I'm Col- the, Col- the Colts, are what hot.
0: they're doing with the players and the talent they have and with the quarterback. I'm, I, I believe they one of the best underdog teams that's going in the playoffs if they make it.
1: Yeah. um, Man... That that Atlanta Coast game, bro, is really going to be interesting. You know, Atlanta at home, Colts uh on the road. And I really like Atlanta, you know, just to pull it off.
0: I feel like for Atlanta to win to beat the Colts, they have to be in a run game.
1: It but you know, it's going to be in a run game cuz their quarterback's ain't really all that good. So, that's that's going to be the key to beat the Colts, you know, hopefully they can they can do it for us. <laughs> and uh we can we can look up and and possibly be licking our chops at the Titans because I think we definitely can whoop the Titans at home with CJ Stroud and then go on the road to, to face the Colts, which is a solid team. But um, who is your pick for this uh, Texans Browns game and what, what what's your score prediction?
0: I'm going Texans all the way. You know, um, I'm being biased on this one. I I know I am because I want my team to win, of course. <laughs> but I see us winning maybe by six to ten points.
1: 6 to 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take the uh the Texans by by 6 to 10 points as well. I said 10. I think the Texans can really do it. Uh, I think we can really force some turnovers in this game that's really going to make a difference for our team and I believe Joe Flacco is going to going to uh mess up in this game gonna and put a, us in the front. I'm going to get a score.
0: Position. I'm going to get a score. 10 to 21. 10 to 21. Texans 21. Browns 10. No. Excuse me. Matter of fact, I'm going to give it 17-21. 17-21. 17-21.
1: I'm going to ride with 24 to 14 Texans.
0: I'll take that too. I'm going to stick with mine.
1: 21-17. It's going to be a tough 24.
0: I feel like we'll pull it off either towards the end or just keep the lead as we go. It be tough, but I'm not
1: saying this it's gonna a, be easy at hey, all. This is, see Trey people, y'all don't know Trey. One of them people, the people with the gang get close. He, oh, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. You I know, like, he turned the TV team. off. People like oh, I gotta go, bro. I gotta go. Well, most
0: time I know when they gonna. lose. Well, I'm gonna tell
1: you, bro. It's gonna be one of them games this week because Case I Keenum. It, I
0: want to turn it off last week. <laughs> but I watched it through. Watched it
1: through. Case Keenum. Case Keenum playing uh, quarterback. I think our defense gonna make some good moves, you know, against Joe Flacco. I I believe he's gonna throw a pick, at least one for sure. Somebody might fumble in that game. I feel
0: like we're gonna disguise that coverage on him real well, and I feel like, who I don't know. I'm not, I'm not gonna say, I'm
1: not gonna say we're gonna disguise no coverage on him well because he's a veteran and he's been doing it for a long time. Uh, He ain't
0: been starting to be looking. No, he ain't been starting,
1: but it's, it's still Joe Flacco, bro. I'm like I said, I'm not taking him for granted. You know what I'm saying? I think he' gonna make some big plays. I think there's gonna be a lot of passing in that game, but it's gonna be it's gonna be. Uh, oh, the Browns
0: gonna force that ball upfield. They not they yeah, don't
1: stick with that. They got Amari Cooper. You know they got Njoku, uh I don't know who else they got. Uh, They'd be a fool not to pass that but, ball. But they, they they got some weapons, bro. And uh, the Texans gonna have their hands full. But I feel like this Texan team is is really uh, put together well to stop the Browns and slow them down.
0: I want to see Stanley on Cooper the whole game. I want that's I want to see him show more of his game and lock keep Cooper if he can lock Cooper mm-hmm. out the way I don't want to see Nelson on him out of nowhere I want to see Stingley on him. So
1: if you was a if you pick an MVP for this game who who you think is going to be
0: defense wise or just overall? Just overall. Damn man, you put me in that position. Uh, I probably go Noah Brown.
1: Noah Brown. The
0: college coming back. They know they're going to need to shut down Collins more. They want Noah Brown. Noah Brown, Collins is a thousand yard receiver now. Mm-hmm. He's a bigger receiver. He can take out the deep. He going to, if he want one on one coverage, they ain't going to want to do one on one coverage. They're going to take the top off. I feel like Noah Brown would get more of the inside routes, probably get a couple deep ones maybe. But I feel like Noah Brown would probably come out more when the, in the receiving game more than Collins or Schultz. I'm going to give him Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Oh, shit, man. Hold up. (laughs) Before you change your mind, bro. (laughs) No, no. No, I'm I'm thinking about touchdowns. I want to say give Noah Brown two touchdowns, but I'm going to give him one touchdown, but I feel like he's going to lead him in receiving yards.
1: Okay. So, my MVP for this game, believe it or not, is Jalen Petrie. I feel like Petrie has been slacking the last three or four games.
0: He blew a couple coverages
1: you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he blew some coverage. He ain't really made plays like we expected him. Like to, he did last year. Like like last year. But, but it's I, fine because he's but, still solid safety. But I feel like this game right here is going to be a game where he actually makes some plays. And we're going to be like, okay, Petrie. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about, Petrie. Yo, he's definitely going to help so in stopping the run. Uh, I think Petrie is going to be the MVP of this game for the Texans. And I would like to really see him go out there and make some plays. Alright people, so I had found an interesting post Where this this person um, Was talking about Who made it, or who, who hit And who missed as far as rookie quarterbacks In the NFL Since 1989 And they basically um, Summarized it and said that If your quarterback didn't lead, lead Your team to a Super Bowl He was a miss Meaning like he was a bust, you know what I'm saying He wasn't it, so Trey, I'm going I'm to I'm list all of the quarterbacks out Hit and miss You know what I'm saying And I want you to give me your opinion Because from what this guy said it, it's, it's really crazy And I was like really scratching my head bro So in 1989 You had Troy Aikman, he was a hit 1990, Jeff George, miss 1993, Drew Bledsoe, miss 1998 Peyton Manning was a hit But then they, you know, said it was a big debate, you know, between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf. But we know who the better quarterback is today. Uh, and then, you know, nineteen ninety nine, Tim Couch miss. Two thousand one, Mike Vick miss. Two thousand two, David Carr miss. Two thousand three, Carson Palmer was a miss. Two thousand four, Eli Manning was a hit. Two thousand five, Alex Smith was a miss. 2007, Jamarcus Russell was a huge miss, <laughs> and then 2009, Matthew Stafford miss. 2010, Sam Bradford miss. 2011, Cam Newton hit NFL MVP. 2012, Andrew Luck miss. 2015, oh. Jameis Winston miss. 2016 jared goff hit 2018 baker mayfield miss and he says a lincoln riley qb and then 2009 Kyler murray missed lincoln riley qb uh 2020 joe burrow was a hit 2021 trevor lawrence is a miss 2023 bryce young is a miss and then he said 2024 he even made an early prediction caleb williams more than likely, another Lincoln Riley QB miss. What you think, bro? First up, uh, uh, look, Mike Vick. A miss? Michael Vick? Michael Vick.
0: I'm uh, I'm not going to say it was a miss. He, what he did off the field messed his career up and missed him, missed, had him miss a chance of possibly winning the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to say that it was a miss at all.
1: Bro, I, I want you to just look at the whole, you know, culminate everything that mike vick did you know for the nfl and in his in his career bro we used to want to be mike vick as a kid he
0: played the way for a lot of these you know what i'm
1: saying And you gonna call him a miss mike vick was a special player even when he after he went to jail and came back and played for the eagles he was still special
0: i heard a lot of a lot heard a lot of names in there about and then him being a miss, in and-
1: then drew blesso Drew Bresso, how could you consider him a miss? Yeah, Tom Brady, you know, replaced him after all years later. But Drew Bresso led the Patriots to the Super Bowl, bro. He led them to the Super Bowl. So, you what you call Drew Bresso a miss? No, he's not a miss in my book. If I'm not mistaken, because I'm
0: thinking about this really, really, really hard, then Matthew Stafford just win a Super Bowl.
1: Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl with the Rams. Exactly. And even, even besides that, even with with, with the Lions, he was still a solid quarterback. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't call him no miss. Uh, then they they said uh, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer was pretty solid, bro, for the Bengals. Carson Palmer was a pretty decent uh, quarterback. Was decent, he was decent. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't even consider him decent. He was you know, above average. If
0: I see, I'm gonna put it like this: out of the list of quarterbacks I heard, all the quarterbacks were solid with numbers and overall. But you can't a quarterback can only do so much. if You don't give him give him some talent to make the game to make his game more than what it can be. Right? You just give him mediocre players. You're gonna give mediocre stats and mediocre fucking damn wins. But if you get him some big names, some big time playmakers, you see see him make more plays and more. He probably get more to, more. To, uh, uh, I can't even want to say what I want to say, but he probably be having MVP more than the receiver probably doing. Yep. like how it uh, was talking about one of the quarterbacks right now? I can't really think of them about they were. Oh, uh, Brock Purdy. They were like, well, Brock Purdy should be the MVP, but then you got these other receivers, they like, oh, well, should this receiver be MVP because he's one that he's making the play? Oh, matter of fact, I'm sorry, it was Tua. They was talking about Tua, Tua. Tua but they were like, well, he's an MVP candidate, but should be should Tyreek Hill consider to be favorable for MVP more than Tua because he's making more to play for Tua, but mm-hmm. then Tua showed last week that he don't need, didn't need Tyreek Hill. He had Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle had 100 yards and mm-hmm. Tua showed them it ain't, ain't, it ain't them, he's doing this. So,
1: No, I mean, I think like when you brought up by party and even to it, they are perfect examples because, bro, you put young quarterbacks into a position where they got a lot of targets, a lot of weapons. I think anybody can go out there and excel, especially when they got a decent offensive line in front of them to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's hard to really say hit or miss on some of these guys. We know some of these guys was actually like... Andrew
0: Luck was very fucking damn disrespectful. Yeah, Andrew, that's
1: what I'm saying. Andrew Luck. You know, you you consider him a miss? Like, come on, dude. That man was... He was a
0: special player. Special, and every time we played, I would be afraid. Any team that played him, I'm pretty sure they were afraid of Andrew Luck because he can read the coverages pretty well. He had the arm. He can make plays with his feet. Only thing that just hurt him was his injuries.
1: But you know, you know, another player I feel like they 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 really disrespect. I honestly, I feel like Alex Smith was disrespected. Alex Smith,
0: yes, he. he they since he was with Kansas City, he had a winning record every year.
1: They just couldn't pull it off to get. To but the also, also, you look at Kansas City when they had Alex Smith. Yeah, they had some good teams, but they ain't never have a team built around him like they put around Mahomes. You know, and what I what just saying? say that though, right? And then, and then, not only that, when when uh Mahomes came in to take over Alex Smith's position. He came in with a lot of weapons. He had the offensive line and they he had a team that was already built for the playoffs. didn't I just say that. You know what I'm saying? Put the, so put the talent around the quarterback
0: that make it happen. Yeah. And you be for for a quarterback to make win the records to what really no-name players and keep him keep it going like Tom Brady for example. Every year he always had really no he always he Players he played with, he made the names. Yeah. They didn't make him name. Yeah, Tom Brady. And only, he made
1: them. Only really big time receiver that he ever really had was Randy Moss that came in there. So what about
0: Wes Welker,
1: my boy? Wes Welker, he made, but I'm saying Wes Welker was there, but he wasn't no big time receiver that was drafted or anything. Wes okay, Welker, yeah, 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 right. he, he kind of came out the mud, bro, okay. with Tom Brady. And who else did Wes Welker ever really play with? I think he played, he played with Peyton Manning.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's he, it. he did good with him. I think he was yeah, but, but you
1: see the two quarterbacks he had throwing to him. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like Wes Walker came from uh, having David Carr throwing the ball to him or something. Now, that's a miss. You know what I'm saying? David Carr is a miss. Beyond what, what offensive line he had in front of him, I feel like David Carr... Was not going to be that player, but we would never really know. But that's a prime example of what we're talking about. You draft a quarterback high, he ain't got no offensive line. He only got one weapon or two weapons. You know, Andre Johnson and whoever else on the other side. You know.
0: You know, I'm about to speak on that again. I'm surprised that person didn't put Stroud in there. Only reason why, pretty sure why they put Stroud. Because he in wasn't there. A,
1: he wasn't the first pick. All these dudes the oh, first pick. first
0: picks. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry on that. Okay.
1: Yeah. That that's that's why he's not on there. You know, but even Kyler Murray. I mean, I'll be honest. Like Kyler Murray, I wouldn't say he he a bust. I, I feel like he he decent. Well, we don't really know where he's going, but I feel like he could be like Alex Smith.
0: Uh Kyler Murray, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I've never I have never really seen too many big offensive plays from Kyler Murray. He had DeAndre Hawkins, and I I feel like he fumbled the bag with that one. He he had the chance to have a big time receiver. And then
1: feed, feed that man as much as he should have. Yeah. So, so you consider him a miss?
0: I'm a still
1: considering a miss on that one. Okay. Okay. I mean, but you know that one. That one debatable. So you really, you really can't say he is. You know, is or isn't. But you gave good reasons why. Uh, Bryce Young, I, I would say it's too early to too, early. too early to say he a miss. You know, he he's really put into a bad position. His team is not good. You know, people don't really realize that team is not good next season i think we'll have a better opportunity to really see is bryce young gonna be a a, a top quarterback or he's gonna be a a bottom dweller but i
0: agree with that i give him to next i would give him to next year but i really would give him to in his his in his rookie contract to see what he really is at with them
1: yeah i don't know man I, i think well i'm gonna say this his team is bad He he probably don't have the receivers that, that, you know, we would like him to have or whatever the case may be. But I think that, you know, when that quarterback is special, like, you know, you you just know, like it it will make a difference. Like, look at Stroud. Stroud ain't really got no no A1 receivers like that. Like he's made them better. And and Dale and, and Nico stepped up, you know. Those 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 two are special, you know. But we seen what Noah Brown did before in Dallas. He was he was decent, but he was never what he is right now. You know what I'm saying? And even some of the other dudes that we got. Uh, but Stroud made them better, and I, I think we just know that he's gonna be a, a special kind of player in this league. But Bryce Young is still a question mark, and and since it's still a question mark, I don't really necessarily think that he's gonna be. An elite quarterback, but I do think he has the opportunity to be average or above average at best. I don't think
0: that he found out to pick up to find out the pace of the game yet. I feel like the game is too fast for him, and that's why I feel like you know every quarterback doesn't develop as fast as most, mm-hmm. and some of them take take a couple of years. That, seen that.
1: you know, you know, since you said the only quarterback that I could think that that would perfectly fit Bryce Young, and he probably need to train him is probably Drew Brees. Drew Brees. He used to, you know, play with the Chargers and he had Phillip Rivers in front of him. And nobody really expected Drew Brees to really be that kind of quarterback that he came out to be a a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it's crazy that they had two Hall of Fame type kind of quarterbacks on their roster. You know what I'm saying? But Drew Brees is that perfect kind of player. You know, it took him a couple years to really become of his own. He got to the Saints and then boom, like he just took the NFL by storm. And he did it for years and years until he retired, you know. And it's possible that Bryce Young could be, you know, on that kind of trajectory.
0: I can honestly see Bryce Young being that, being the top quarterback one day. Not right now. I give him four years before he pick up the game, before he pick up, you know, how to you know, move better in the pockets. I feel like his presence in the pocket is terrible. That's mm-hmm. why he's not making the plays that he should keep making, what well, he should be making. Well,
1: look. You know? Uh, after all that, what we saying, you know, about Bryce Young? I would say this: if it's gonna take him four years, bro, he ain't worth a max deal. <laughs> that's, a, that's,
0: that's cool. You know what
1: I'm saying? And, and he wasn't worth. If
0: they see his the development, of course they're gonna probably not give him no max contract. Yeah. They want to
1: see. And that. and I was gonna say, and he he wasn't worth the first pick if it's taking him four years to really take the NFL by storm. and and. and how
0: many quarterbacks you know that came out first pick that's really just been been solid they rest of their career it's not a lot that came out as a first round pick and been solid
1: i mean yes it is bro it been solid like it's
0: a lot of i'm not first saying number one picks that came out okay first
1: number one picks not not first number one pick quarterbacks no it, it, it isn't but there's a lot of young rookie quarterbacks or young quarterbacks that have got into the game and you know i don't know man Shit I was gonna say Mahomes, bro, but Mahomes—he he he did sit on the bench for what a year or two, a year, a year, and and then and then he came in and he just took it from there. Um, But you know, well, RG three, bro, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck, RG three.
0: To that day, they still one of the best top quarter quarterback and then classes right there. And then, uh, Cam, he, yeah, Cam Newton, he, he came, day. he jumped out there ready. That was a that was the top, that's still one of the top classes still to this day, right now. Yeah, but you know, obviously, you know, them two quarterbacks recently, though, their injuries messed up their career. But yeah, that was probably was the best top. But we just, we're just talking
1: line. about, you know, them coming out and, and being good right away. We knew they were special right away, you know.
0: I knew. Okay, we'll, we'll talk about that another
1: day. I don't want to go too much. Yeah, I mean, we can say that. We
0: you, can say that. go all day on
1: that one. All right, people, it's college football pick'em time. And the bowl game is the big deal this weekend. You know, everybody's going to be enjoying their holidays. But they're also going to be looking forward to seeing some of the biggest games in college football of this week and the weekend going into the new year. And uh, let's start it off. You know, uh, there's one bowl game on Friday, December 22nd, UCF. And Georgia Tech, who do you got? UCF and Georgia Tech going UCF. UCF, okay. I like UCF in this game because uh, I seen a little bit of Georgia Tech. I wasn't really too impressed. I seen a lot of UCF, and I know they got some uh, some good some good cornerstone players over there. That's really going to be licking their chops to prove themselves going into uh, the next uh, college football season. So UCF for the win. Um. One of the good games on this, this Saturday is Utah and Northwestern. I'm going to ride with Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl. What about you? I'm going to Utah. They have a bigger schedule, and they play better teams.
0: And, yeah, both teams and thought it out to the bowl game, but Utah is the better team.
1: Okay. And one more interesting game on this Saturday is actually James Madison and Air Force. James Madison was a team that was at the FCS level that got into the FBS level uh, this past season. And they was told that they was not going to be eligible to play in a bowl game. You know what I'm saying? But these guys, they got in there and they went on a big win streak. They was beating everybody they they had in front of them. And then they said, oh, you know what? We don't have enough teams, so we're going to go ahead and let James Madison play. So now they got Air Force in front of them. Air Force actually had a pretty good season. They was ranked uh quite a few times this season. And um with all that being said, it being the Armed Forces Bowl, I know Air Force probably gonna feel like they at home, but I like James Madison because they're gonna have a, a big chip on their shoulder.
0: Taking James Madison, I was looking at that way before you called it out.
1: Okay. James Madison. Alright. So moving on. Tuesday, December twenty sixth, day after Christmas. Um Talk about a former foe in Texas State and Rice. Uh, Rice will be playing at the first responder bowl against Texas State. And I like Rice in this game.
0: Yeah, uh, I actually seen a couple games of Rice and that old-ass quarterback, that guy he played with on the way. JT Daniels. Yeah, and
1: they got a good run game too, so I'm going with Rice. All right. Uh, Then we got Wednesday. You know, it's it's some really heavy, you know, it's some really big heavy hitters in this game on Wednesday, December 27th. Uh, Louisville and USC. Um, not sure if uh, your boy gonna play uh, quarterback. Quarterback, know talking about. Caleb uh, Williams. I don't know if he gonna play, but Louisville has really been that team this year that can go out and upset somebody. They whooped the hell out of Notre Dame, and USC got they ass whooped by Notre Dame. So I'm gonna, I like Louisville in this game against USC.
0: I'm going USC. This football, anything can happen in football. I'm going USC on that one because they have the better receiver talent overall and the better playmakers overall than Louisville. It okay. might just because they not ranked, doesn't mean anything. I'm
1: going USC on that. Okay, we're going to see. Uh, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M at the Texas Bowl here in Houston. Uh, I'm going to ride with Oklahoma State we're in
0: this Oklahoma game. Oklahoma State, I'm not going to. There was no hesitation. i mean, I seen when Texas played Oklahoma State and Texas beat their ass but Oklahoma State. Still stayed in. They 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 play well, and I can feel they gonna put a number on Texas and now. Okay. State.
1: All right. Thursday, December twenty eighth. Um, SMU Boston College going against each other. I like SMU in this game just because of what I seen from SMU. They they are very explosive. They put up a lot of points. I don't think Boston College is ready for a team like that to come in and be able to slow them down. Uh, I feel like SMU will definitely defeat Boston College.
0: I agree with that. I go SMU. Um, I don't know too much about the about Boston College this year. I ain't really watched too many games, but I think SMU has a better team than Boston College. Plus, Boston College ain't really been that great in, in a long time, for real. Go SMU. SMU always has some decent side of players. All
1: right, Oklahoma Arizona. This this <laughs> a, a a a really good matchup, and it's a matchup that uh, well we won't be seeing not not as soon as I thought because you know. Oklahoma moving from the Big 12 with Arizona coming to the Big 12. But still, we get number 14 in the nation in Arizona, number 12 in Oklahoma, playing in the, the Valero-Alamo Bowl. Um, man, I'll be honest, bro, it's going to be a tough one, but I'm going to ride with Oklahoma. I agree with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then we got NC State, Kansas State. Kansas State, man, they, they love to run the ball. They got a, a amazing offensive line. I feel like they're going to put um, –
0: I'm going Kansas State.
1: Kansas State.
0: Oh, Kansas State.
1: And, and I, I was gonna, I was gonna say something about it being the Pop-Tarts <laughs> Bowl, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kansas State, bro, for the win.
0: Kansas State, I have, they always can find, so they always find good recruiting with, with running backs, and they know for coming out, running backs come out their, their team. I feel like they don't have a good running game. Against them going
1: going Kansas State. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for Friday, December 29th, we got Missouri and Ohio State. No, know, I love my Ohio State Buckeyes, so I'm easily riding with them in the Year Cotton Bowl. Go, Ohio State.
0: I'm going to go Ohio State. Uh, they got a good quarterback there. Obviously, come next year, he's going to planning on transferring, but I'm going Oklahoma State. I'm sorry, not Oklahoma State, Ohio State.
1: Okay. Oregon State, Notre Dame. Number 19, Oregon State, and number 16, Notre Dame. This is actually going to be a good game. Um, it's gonna be in the sun. It's gonna be at the Sun Bowl in El Paso in the sun. And I'm gonna rival Oregon State as the underdog. I feel like they're gonna pull it off against Notre Dame.
0: I was going, to, going to Notre Dame. I'm going Notre Dame with them. All
1: right. Ole Miss, Penn State on Saturday, December thirtieth. Penn State for the win in the Chick Fil A Bowl.
0: <laughs> I'm going Penn State. I've always been a Penn State fan for some odd reason. Don't know why, but I'm going Penn State.
1: All right. Georgia, Florida State. Number six, Georgia. Number five, Florida State. Now, this is this one is actually interesting because Georgia was undefeated all year, year long. Then they finally lost, you know, to Alabama. And then they kicked them out of the uh, football playoff. So, they're going to have a big chip on their shoulder. But then we got Florida State who went undefeated, beat everybody else in front of them, won the ACC championship. And they got, you know ousted from the uh the, the football playoff because a quarterback got hurt or whatever the case may be. They felt like they wasn't good enough to compete. And now you got two teams with big chips on their shoulder. Man, bro, this gonna be a, a really good game. Heavy hitters, I feel like this defense is gonna be, you know, top notch on both sides. Uh honestly bro, I'm gonna have to ride with Georgia.
0: <laughs> Go on Florida State. Uh Florida State have I think they have a bigger fan base, and I feel like they crowd gonna be put, be more into the game. I'm going Florida State.
1: You know, it's interesting you say that because this game is actually gonna be at the Orange Bowl, so it's gonna be in Florida. So, you know, it's gonna give them a little mm-hmm. a yeah, little hand up.
0: One of the hardest team, one of the hardest teams to play play at when it comes to their field because that that crowd, you can't beat it.
1: I'm going Florida State. Well, it's gonna be interesting. All right, and then we got um. Wow, Wisconsin and LSU, number thirteen. LSU taking on Wisconsin. We know Wisconsin gonna bring a solid defense to LSU. LSU got the uh, the the reigning uh, Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, and honestly, I'm gonna ride with LSU. I think Wisconsin gonna play solid defense. It's gonna be a close game, but LSU gonna prevail. wants LSU? Number twenty three, Liberty versus number eight, Oregon. Liberty has actually put together some solid football teams these last couple years since they graduated to the FBS level. And it's crazy that that number 8 Oregon is playing number 23 Liberty. I don't know what kind of bowl ties they got, but I honestly say that Oregon is probably going to dominate Liberty in this game. You
0: no know, doubt, yeah, I'm already going to Oregon. Yeah,
1: I'm highly disappointed in NCAA. Damn. Number 17, Iowa, number 21 Tennessee. Faces off against each other. Iowa been solid. Uh, they lost in the uh, Big Ten championship game. Tennessee, we we know, you know, they usually put a competitive team together. But this this game being uh, the Citrus Bowl, being in Orlando, I'ma give the well, favor. Why? Well, I'm riding with Tennessee. I'm gonna ride with Tennessee. Let's go volunteers. All right. And then we say the best for last, as usual, the big four teams, Alabama and Michigan. Now, I already made my predictions earlier, but we can go ahead and break it down. You know, Alabama and Michigan. Alabama has always dominated Michigan when it comes to this this part of the season. Also, I look at these corn-fed white boys, black boys on this Alabama team. Michigan ain't ready. Michigan, you know, they, they, they swallowed their spit, bro, when they found out that they was going to have to play Alabama and not play Florida State. And I feel right there and then that Michigan was scared of the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so for that reason, I'm riding with the Alabama Crimson Tide to beat the Michigan Wolverines.
0: Well, Alabama, like I said, they've been, they've been solid for shit the past 10, 11 years. And Nick Saban know how to win. He know how to get his team in a position to where they win these games.
1: I'm gonna have battle. Yeah, and then we got UT University of Texas versus the Washington Huskies. Uh, the interesting thing about this Washington Huskies game, bro, is that the game is in New Orleans. They playing UT. UT's is next door. You know what I'm saying? Across the river, you're right there. We we got UT. It's nothing for UT to come over there to New Orleans and have home field advantage. You got people coming all the way from the Pacific Northwest trying to come down to New Orleans and, and, uh, you know, split the stadium. And I just don't see it happening. I like UT in this game. Like I said, we, we talk about corn fed white boys, black boys from all over the country. Uh, skilled players from all different positions. I think UT got a defensive line that, that's really gonna handle those uh those Samoans that, that Washington got on their own line. You know, I don't know, bro. It's gonna be a good game. Electric. Uh I think Michael Penix Jr. is gonna really uh play uh well in this game and honestly it's gonna be the battle of the quarterbacks, Quinn Ewers versus Michael Penix Jr. Uh on on the high stage. But I like UT in their running game and their defensive line versus Washington.
0: I'm going Texas. Like, I, man, I haven't really seen too much Washington play. I've seen Texas, probably maybe a couple games in Texas as well. I've seen they play Oklahoma State. Man, they play they ass off. They running backs are good. And I really believe their receivers is one of the, it's the most solid thing because their receivers can run some routes. They they would I feel like they gonna eat their ass up in in their passing game. I'm going to Texas on that.
1: Alright. So we got Alabama and Texas heading into the the uh college football playoff national championship here in Houston, Texas. And uh Trey, you got your ticket already, I got mine, you know. Tickets uh start as low as one thousand three hundred dollars, bro. You, you ready? You ready? <laughs> That's crazy well hey hopefully you know uh next week our predictions remain correct we're gonna see man it's gonna be interesting though uh all right so turning the page real quick I want to talk about college basketball rankings uh really I want to talk specifically about u of H because we number three in the nation baby and uh a lot of these teams that they're actually gonna be playing they will actually be seeing consistently in conference or uh out of conference uh come you know, or they'll be in conference next next year or currently out of conference. Like, Arizona, they're number four. But they'll be Big 12 going into next season. But, you know, uh, this this team, bro, U of H, they just beat Texas A&M. Texas a and was ranked in the top 25. Uh, they, they got a good win against them. And now uh, U of H is sitting at number three. Um, solid schedule ahead. Um, they they playing West Virginia, Iowa State, TCU, Texas Tech, you know, so on, so on uh first big game will be against BYU which is number 17 they will be on the road. Then they play UT. I can't wait until that one. That's uh January twenty ninth. Looking forward to this basketball season. I just want to touch here. I mean U of A's took out a couple good teams so far. Utah and them like I said Xavier but uh it's getting real interesting. It's really soon finna start he know especially when we uh you know finish with this college football championship. It's gonna be all basketball. So people be looking forward to that, cause basketball is really finna be the the limelight of everything besides the NFL playoffs. <laughs> oh, and uh, shout out to the Texas uh, Southern Tigers—they finally got their first win. They they beat uh, Howard University. Go Tigers! <laughs> uh, yeah, man. That's a foul! That's a foul!